Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. We are pleased to bring you another fun episode of Moms Who Say the F Word. We would absolutely love it if you would leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. On with the show. Hey, Courtney. Hi. So... I just read the most bananas story ever. Um, ooh, I always love I like when these. Come, I know. I love when these come across my watch, and I'm like, "Ooh, breaking news!" Because it's been happening. I don't know every ten minutes now. So well, I'm like, yeah. I'm almost afraid to press on it, honestly, because I'm like, I don't know that I want to know. How do I just hit ignore on my watch? <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> this one came across actually pretty early this morning, and uh, it said, and I quote. Las Vegas Walmart evacuated after man in hazmat suit sprays liquid. Uh, I'm confused. He was spraying liquid, obviously not from his hazmat suit. So he had like a, <laughs> yeah, a he didn't spritzer bottle. Everything. Like what is he? I mean, like he sprays cats. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> he didn't spray it out of his suit. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Like they, I don't know oh the way God. that that. Did so you it, read the rest of the article? Okay. Well, okay. So it's because it's a developing story. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, I don't have all the logistics yet, but I'm sure when this this podcast goes live, you know, in a day or so, it. I'm sure more will come out about it, but here's what I know so far. Okay, so I'm going to read this. It says, A Las Vegas Walmart near the 215 and South Rainbow Boulevard was evacuated early Sunday after police said a person wearing a full hazmat suit walked into the store and began spraying a clear liquid onto several items. Police said 13 people came into contact with the liquid. So this is the problem, right? All these crazies... Um, that are going out and and I'm not I'm not calling the people that are just trying to be normal prepared for this uh, crazy but it's you know it all this frenzy is causing the extra extra level crazies to come out and do stupid shit like this like because for all we know it was just water well was the dude well maybe that was a fear-mongering thing because he knew he'd flip yeah. people out so was he spraying like the toilet paper and the antibacterial stuff and that way nobody else would touch it and he who could buy fuck, it who the fuck are you kidding there ain't no antibacterial or toilet oh, paper sure, anywhere none of that shit is left. <laughs> stupid <laughs> like what's he spraying the manager's special donuts <laughs> nobody's eating that, that shit so... anyway <laughs> i'm sorry though you know i lived in vegas for a lot of years and th- there was strange shit that happened all the time all I the can't time imagine how much more bonkers people are getting now with this covid19 happening and all of the prepping and the yeah. stores being empty and all the flip i don't know if you guys have the same ra- like i i think from when, when we've talked and stuff oregon is a step further than nevada right now on the response there's definitely different levels for every state yeah that that for sure is true and because we're so far behind you guys you guys have way more cases than we do at this point um so i think you know whatever happens to you i just watch you whatever happens to the state of oregon i'm like okay (laughs) i guess nevada's gonna soon follow that well i think in oregon because we've gone to the state of emergency and now all schools are closed and you know, I don't know about UNLV, but the colleges here have all sent everybody home. Oh, yeah. Um, the colleges here, I, I believe they're all working or not working, but they're doing remote learning and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not Clark County schools. We're still surprising. in session. Like, yeah, and it's just a matter of time, I'm sure. But you I know. think it's the fear from all of that that's sending people running to the stores. But also, um, I 
while practicing my social distancing last night, I had a few drinks with some girlfriends. We were plenty of feet apart. Don't worry. None of us were sick. (laughs) And they informed me of a story, which somehow I missed because you know how much I love the news about uh, a guy. And I cannot remember. It was some Midwest state, possibly South state. I want to say Kentucky or Tennessee, one of those two, but I could be wrong. And the guy saw this coming because there was a lot of East coast response before West coast, basically. And He went out a couple weeks ago and started buying up all of the toilet paper in every store nearby him. Uh And now in the two weeks later, he has made a profit of $25,000 by basically what extorting people because they need toilet paper and antibacterial products. Oh, that's not right. No. And I guess, I guess now he's got a, a lot of heat and he's now donating stuff to homeless shelters and stuff. Yeah. You damn well should. I don't care how much this country is ran on capitalism. The point being, get enough toilet paper for your own asses and leave enough for other people. Right. Well, you know, to jump on your story there, I saw something that I can't figure out if it was for realsies or if the dad was just trying to make a joke. Not that you, this is a sensitive time and I don't think people should really joke about it, but this woman had taken a picture of this dad who was also taking a picture of his son who it looked like he was in front of an Albertsons and he, it looked like a lemonade stand and his son was standing behind the lemonade stand, but it wasn't lemonade he was selling. It was toilet paper rolls for $10 a piece. That's bullshit. Yeah. And you are the not woman, teaching your children yes, anything. Right. And the woman was so outraged. She took a picture. And of course, it's gone kind of viral around here. But the thing, you know, I really I'm trying to believe that the dad didn't mean it that way. I'm sure he was just trying to be funny. And I, I hope to God he was not selling those toilet paper rolls for $10 because that's that's not OK, especially teaching your young child because the kid only looked like he was like six or seven, maybe. And I'm like, that's not OK. So, you know, knowing because I'm involved in scouts and stuff, knowing what I know about what's allowed to be sold in front of stores, I'm betting that that was probably a joke because there's no way the store would have allowed them to be out there. So he probably set it up as a joke and then they left. Right. And he didn't. Still not funny. He wasn't right in front of the store doors. He was kind of in the parking lot in the, you know, the gravel because we don't have grass or anything (laughs) like that on our little islands and things we have gravel um so he had it set up there not like in front of the doors because i'm pretty sure albertson's they would have kicked him out for sure so well we don't want to focus too much on this whole covid19 thing friends we Mm -hmm. realize that you guys are all probably super panicked the great thing about being quarantined for any sort of time is guess what you can listen to podcasts all day long (laughs) you're welcome I hope that uh, all of you dealing with your own personal apocalypse, because I know I'm in the middle of my own. My kill- my kids are now home for two weeks. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the schools are closed until, well, they had uh, spring break starting the 23rd, but they closed school a week earlier. And then the rumor I'm hearing, which uh, can- could be a rumor, could possibly not be true, but a lot of these rumors keep proving to be true, <laughs> yeah. that this next week the teachers are going to be working together to figure out a way to do distance learning. Well, they should. Um, they should. I think that's great. Well, yeah, that's only if they close for past spring break. (laughs) I was hoping they would go back to school April 1st, but I don't think they will. Um, Washington is closed down until April 24th as of now. Wow. And we tend to follow in Washington's steps. So that is my personal apocalypse right now. My Mm -hmm. company sent me to work from home for two weeks. I'm not sure if that'll get extended, but that means that I'm at home working with my children here for two weeks so that's oh my god so i hope all of you have plenty of wine and whatever else you need to handle your own personal apocalypse so (laughs) funny you should mention 
about being home with your kids and needing the wine. So I was at Target yesterday and, uh, you know, I was just buying normal stuff that I needed. All right. So I bought like hangers, which clearly that's not apocalyptic gonna save my life stuff no that's you just <laughs> having too many clothes stuff that that well there's a reason I'll, I'll talk I'll, we'll circle back to why I was buying so many hangers but um so the girl in front of me she's like oh it's so nice to see somebody buying normal stuff and I said oh yeah and she and I had bought two bottles of wine because that's normal stuff for Paris okay that's survival <laughs> that's not just survival that's normal okay and she goes oh she goes I got to tell you this funny story about this mom yesterday she bought like 20 bottles of wine oh crap Jack Daniels vodka like she she goes oh my gosh are you having a party and she's like no my children are going to be home with me for two weeks I'm preparing <laughs> oh, I was like oh my god and she goes she was totally for reals she was not kidding she okay, goes so- she told her she had four kids so but she I gets still a pass. Wanna, I now want to retract my statement a little bit. I love my children. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to be drunk to be with them. Um, so, man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of wine, guess what I did today? Mm. I mean, I, I know again. I should. Well, I am currently distancing. drinking wine. So yes, you are currently. Tell me, drinking wine. tell me your wine story right now. <laughs> I went to my first release party. Because we decided to try to be bougie and we became wine members. It was super fun. That is fancy. Oh, stop. How I know many? because I'm fancy. Yeah. I was say, how many how many wine memberships do you have at this I, point? I think I have five in different. Anyways, this isn't about me. We're not. This is the description <laughs> of bougie. Okay. <laughs> We're not talking about me. It was fun. I mean, because you don't live near any of the wineries that you guys are members of. No, we have to fly to them and womp womp. We can't yeah. fly anywhere. <laughs> so. Right now. Right. So I live obviously where you just drive 15 minutes down the road and there's 30 wineries and, and in any direction. So yeah, this is this is the one point where Courtney can almost get me to move to Oregon with her. But then she remembers how much it rains and she's over it. And the bugs. I can't do it. There are more bugs in Vegas That's not than true. are here. That's not true. I not think at my that house. there are. Not well, it's because you have a bug house. guy. You're right. I have I'm a smart. bug guy too. Most smartest. I hope that guy still comes during, you know, whatever this happens. It's oh, <laughs> all this yeah, I don't craziness. Know. I don't know. They don't Anyways. have to interact with people, so it's okay. So anyway, True. circling back, okay, your bouginess and, mm. and drinking wine. I'm glad you got your wine club stuff. Mine's being shipped I currently. I think I have one shipment showing up on Wednesday, another <laughs> on Thursday, and I think another one maybe Saturday. I don't know. But um, if the anyone hangers, questions yeah. if she likes wine. I do. I love wine. But the hangers, the hangers okay, that I was buying, hangers. you know, back to that story. Um so I went to this really fabulous event. I do it twice a year because they hold it twice a year, and it's called Dress for Success. Um, this one is the Southern Nevada chapter. Would you call it a chapter? I don't even I think know. So. I think yeah, so. Makes sense. Anyways, it's this really cool event, and I've been going, I don't know, for almost two years now, I think. And what they do, it's it's a great charity where they dress women and, well, not only dress them, but they get them prepared for interviews and putting them back in the job force. So let's say you're a woman who's just fallen on hard times. You're trying to make ends meet. You can't find a job. Maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you're not a single mom. Maybe you're just the breadwinner of the family and you lost your job. Well, they will help you with your resume. Um, they will dress you for a week. Like, let's say you're, um, maybe you 
I don't know, whatever the reasons you, you are crestfallen or whatever, you get to go there, they, they help you, and then they dress you for an entire week once you get a job. So they let you come in and you get to pick out all these fabulous clothes. But most of the clothes are super nice and because obviously they have to be for business type attire. Mm, right. But this, this organization gets an overwhelming amount of donations of clothes, not just from regular people, but also like companies like this year, Halston, which is a really nice company. They um, donated a ton of dresses, formal dresses and all those things just to raise money for this charity. And then, um, so what it is on Saturday, so that's a two day event and on Saturday you get to do $30 for a bag and it's different in everybody's state. So you'd have to check that out. But Thirty dollars. Fill the bag with as much stuff as you can, and it's just thirty bucks. It's awesome. And she Marie Kondo's folds everything, so she fits a crap ton of stuff in a bag. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think I got what like seventy items. Well, thirty four in each bag or thirty six in each. I don't remember, but it was something crazy like that where I got a bunch and because I bought two bags. Because let's be honest, <laughs> I tried to do the one bag and I was like, but you're so cute. You need you need a home too and you need a home and you need a home and I was like get in my bags so yeah so I um had to cycle through all of my clothes yesterday again through my closet (laughs) my god and I did get rid of probably like 30 pieces of clothing I couldn't part with all of them Courtney I just couldn't but to make room for all these new clothes which a lot of them still had tags on which is impressive. That's cool. Well, yeah, because yeah, they're coming from some of those businesses that didn't sell them, so they're brand new. Yeah. So I've got a really big variety of clothes now, more than before, because Courtney mm-hmm. loves to give me shit about how much clothes I have already that I didn't need any. I've already done that enough. I won't continue. I know. I know. We had a good group message going where she was giving me a <laughs> lot of shit. Hey, everybody <laughs> thought it was super funny. Oh, yeah. They all jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe we should get to intros. Yes, maybe we should. So I'm Paris. I'm the tiger mom to one fabulous cub. Um, I'm married to my awesome husband for 10 and a half years. I am also so glad Monday is over and done with because let's be real. I tried looking at the positive side of Mondays and I still have yet to find one. Because there's yep. not one. I know. It's there really isn't. So I just, I should stop on that quest. <laughs> I also am happy that the media keeps stupidly making shit up about Meghan Markle, especially since it's a nice distraction from the Corona 500 going on in the world. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's (laughs) COVID-19. Calm down. It's not NASCAR, friend. (laughs) Um, And hi, I'm Courtney. I am a mom to three, though I do feel like I spend the majority of my life at my day job. And I feel like every working parent feels that way. Uh, I work hard to pack as much family time, though, into my weekends. So to the point when Monday does come, I'm confused about where the weekend days went. I'm almost positive that I didn't actually get any. Um, <laughs> I've been married to my wonderful uh, hubby for 12 years, and he just humor me, like hum- humors me most of the time. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's why things are good, because he doesn't argue. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so stupid. Which so kind of leads us into our subject. <laughs> yes, yes, our our amazing subject, but that I'm not really a fan of. For once, I'm not a fan of this subject. It's usually Courtney who's not a fan of the subject, but we are going to discuss uh, how you and I argue with our husbands. I really don't like the subject. Oh, the this is totally one of my favorite <laughs> subjects. No, not really. <laughs> but I have always believed that arguing is just part of marriage, so you can't really get away from it. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm clearly not a fan of the subject either, but I think it's a good topic for our listeners since you and I have been married for a long time and have argued about everything from whose fault it is there are no more eggs in the fridge to undermining each other when it comes to disciplining the kids, you know, or all the other things that husbands and wives tend to argue about. If there's no eggs in the fridge, it's not my fault. I'm just saying. <laughs> you buy anyway, a flat of eggs. Okay. I do. I know. Except they're it's sold weird. out right now. They're sold I know. Out. So, you know. So um, I think my first point is, though, that everyone fights in a different way. So, but I want to say this, and I want to be super strong about this, saying that, you know, no matter what, everyone fights in a different way. However, physical violence is never acceptable in any way, shape, or form. So, friends, if you find yourself in a place where physical violence is the way arguments are handled in your household... That's not acceptable. So in pretty much any place, you will find local resources to help you should you find yourself in that position and you're ready to get out of it. Yeah. You know, Courtney and I are very fortunate to be married to real men. They would never lay a hand on us, though I am not sure if it's because they are for real gentlemen or if they're afraid to wake up with their dicks cut off. So who knows? <laughs> I uh, I think there's a point of respect, too, that just can't be broken, um, you know, in our marriages. But either way, the point is hitting is bad. Gaslighting <laughs> is bad. Physical violence is never the answer. So uh, please seek help if you are there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we for sure have had some bumps in the road. And I have had to unlearn, that's right, unlearn my family's history of how to fight. I come from a long line of crazy-ass women. And fuck, they fight dirty. Not going to lie. But that's where I learned my cray from. I guess me, on the other hand, um, I've always been the peacekeeper in my life. I want everyone to get along, sing kumbaya, and love each other. That's just who I am. I get super emotional and hurt, though, when arguments come up. And that's just not always an easy way to handle things. And that's the end of Courtney's segment, because she never argues with anything. That's it. (laughs) I'm done. I got to go. I'm going to get some more wine. Bye. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's the part I really dislike admitting to, but I would say that a good part of my marriage, like the first eight and a half years to be exact, that's a fuck of a lot lot of time, you know? Um, I was crafty with my words of hurt and always making sure my husband was fully aware that I could be on my own. And he was lucky that I pretty much stuck around him. That's pretty fucking bitchy, wouldn't you say? Not cool. No, it's really not cool. Okay. And I look back on those times and I think, fuck, who was that girl? I also think that it's important to note that we are, we ever, ever, wow, we ever, I do not, wine is not my friend today. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important to note that we rarely ever fought, but when we did, I came locked and loaded like Lara Croft. Jesus. Yeah. How you even know who that is, I'm pretty surprised. But Tomb Raider, okay. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yes, you know. I know, I know. That bitch was not... always armed. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me growing up, I don't remember things like fights until after my parents were divorced. I also don't really remember a lot of affection and love between them. So I have always had this goal for my kids to see what healthy love looks like. And I don't want them to see my husband and I fight. So, you know, we also rarely argue, but when we do, it's quiet and like hissed whispers and behind closed doors. Okay, you need to teach me how to do that because clearly I don't know how to do that. I'm not loud about it or anything, but I, you, you failed, friend. You should have taught me these things. <laughs> Your attitude just bleeds into everything. That's you know the problem. What? That hurts me. It really hurts me that you speak that because way about me to my face. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I used to fight was a hundred percent came from watching the relationships in my family. That's what I attribute it to. 
the way all the women fought with their spouses and significant others. And you know what that got them? Multiple failed marriages and divorces. When I say multiple, I mean multiple. I don't think any of the women in my family have ever been just married just one time. And my uncle was the only one actually that only married once. And he is still married to that woman. And they saw a lot of ups and downs themselves. So maybe I should have like sat back and watched him instead. Cause he was definitely less crazy. <laughs> Sounds like it. Come uh, on. But yeah, I think it's when you see how people turned out and like when you were a kid and you watch them grow up, you have to understand like what failed for them. And then you work your ass off to not repeat those mistakes. We learn about relationships, including fighting, from what we see around us. Yeah. You know, the problem is unlearning what was drilled into your memory for so long is really tough. It's it's one of the hardest things ever. But there is hope. If you can recognize that there is an issue, you can fix it. I promise you. If I can fix it, you can fix it. <laughs> Understanding you and then looking at how you argue is going to be one of the hardest things you will ever do. I used to say mean shit all the time. And then I would have this voice inside my head, you know, the voice. And it says, what the fuck is wrong with you? You can't take those words back. And that is so much true. Like, you really can't. It's like the digital age. (laughs) That shit is forever. And my words are forever in my husband's memory. That's really true. You have to be careful what you say. Uh, But one big part of surviving arguments in a relationship is having healthy communication. So not saying mean things, but actually communicating if you don't have that when you argue nothing will be resolved and likely you'll just hurt each other like you're saying Mm -hmm. and walk away you know each of you will walk away feeling defeated and you won't actually find any sort of resolution right you know communication uh something we discussed um largely on episode eight if you have not had the chance to listen to that one it's a really good one on the subject and i highly recommend you go back and listen to it Well, marriage isn't spelled with a C or anything, but let's be honest. It's one of the number one things you need for a successful relationship. You mean it's not sex? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably above communication. I mean, how many Mm -hmm. men do we know or relationships that we know that just communicate with sex? I don't know. Not mine. They don't last. That's No. Mm -mm. So I have learned how to communicate with my husband through marriage counseling. Yep. Still doing it. And guess what? I still have an amazing marriage. So fuck all you haters. (laughs) It has taught me a new way to argue, you know, isn't that weird? A new way to argue, but also a new way to be heard and understood without getting to a shitty place. That's what it's taught me. Now, I would say that we have more of disagreements and not so much arguments, which is way healthier than what the hell we were doing before. When you're married, most likely you're under so many different sources of stress that there are times when like frustration just explodes at home. There's money, children, running a household. I mean, when those things build up, suddenly what's for dinner is a huge fucking deal and everyone's (laughs) screaming about it. Happens in my house all the time. Mm. Um, But in my house, we tend to have other stressors too, but my husband and I try to share the burden um, so we don't take it out on each other all the time. But it's not perfect. Nothing is. Mm -mm. So I know that past Paris doesn't deal with stress all that great. Okay. If I had a bad day at work, guess what kind of evening I was going to have when I got home? And that I feel like that's true for most people. Uh, you know, however you felt at work and whatever shit was thrown on you that day, you know, you're, you're going to bring that home. It's hard to realize that you have to leave work and all that stress at the door and put on a new hat when you walk into the house. It's not your family's fault that you didn't get that memo on TPS reports. I promise you. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, work is a huge one. My husband and I are both guilty of having a shitty attitude at home after a rough day at work. And it does inevitably lead us to an argument. I mean, I have to put myself in a check sometimes because there are days, and for me, this is just personal, but I'm sure other people have experienced it. There are days when I get really angry because I have to do everything with the kids, all the appointments, all the Boy Scouts, all the school appointments. But then I remember the reason it's like this is because my husband works hard with an unpredictable schedule. So, you know, when we schedule anything or do anything, I have to base it around my days, like my work time, um, because we don't know when he's going to be home. (laughs) And if he could be home more often with his family, I know that he would be because that's a big thing for him. But there are times when that stress, like it just pushes me to a breaking point and I end up taking it on on him. Yeah. Well, That one is huge. I think as a mom, we get to that boiling point of feeling the weight of the world on our shoulders. And isn't it funny that when those moments tend to hit us, it's when our husbands are sitting on their ass on the couch watching a game or on their phone. It it never fails. Um, Then our heads really explode and we totally block out the fact what all the other things that they did for the family before that moment of our boiling point bursting, but our minds would rather believe that they are purposely doing that shit not to help us. You know, they're just doing it on purpose, sitting there and having their best life on their stupid game, on their stupid phones. I'm not mad. What? I'm not mad. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) It really is like that. Like the days when I can't, you know, I can't even find an available TV in my house just to fucking veg out in front of. My husband ends up being the target for my anger because he's usually lounging in our room watching some random shit. It drives me fucking bonkers. <laughs> and I tried to just tell myself I should be reading the damn book for my book club anyway and go find a quiet place, sit and read. That's what I should be doing. Oh man, fuck book club. Okay, did I tell you that I fucking forgot to read yet another GD book? I swear. I failed again because I got too busy doing mom shit and job shit. When do I have time? When do you find all that time, friend? I want I need to know dude I wouldn't like a book club like yours I can't I just can't read too many of those nonfiction books they lose my interest and if that was month after month I would end up dropping out I actually talked to somebody at my kid's dentist it's funny I guess book clubs it's kind of a thing now she's in a book club too it totally is it must be (laughs) um but her book club switches back and forth between nonfiction to fiction so maybe that's more your speed I mean actually you're not really a big reader anyway right no no I'm not so But, you know, you didn't have to let my secrets out. Jesus. So anyways, I am determined to read this next book. And actually, I'm on page 57. Whoop, whoop. Don't ask how many pages. Don't you dare ask how many pages there are in the book because I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) But I'm on page 57. That's very encouraging for me. (laughs) No, and there's no pictures. Um, (laughs) I am tired of being, you know, my own source of disappointment at this point. So I am definitely going to finish this book out and it actually it's a good one it's about money and how to become I think it's called the automatic millionaire I don't know if you've heard it but um I started reading it and I am proud to say that actually a lot of the stuff that I've read so far we're already doing so I am on my way I told you I'm gonna be rich um so but our book club is a little bit different too in that um we don't always talk about the book. I swear to God, we spend 30 minutes talking about the book and then an hour and 30 minutes talking about life shit. And you would be amazed at the things that these girls talk about. I'm like, oh, hell, this just turned into let's go to a strip club. 
<laughs> it's hysterical. I'm like, that's the only reason I keep showing up because the communication between all of us is hysterical and we laugh and we drink and it's, it's actually a really good time. Look, I just got another breaking news update. I'm afraid to press on it. Don't touch it. Just don't do it. I actually wanted to back up because you asked me why I had to spread your secrets because I thought yeah. the whole point of this podcast was honesty. So aren't you supposed to be honest, friend? Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, one thing my husband doesn't fight with me on is me time because he totally knows that it's how I unwind and he doesn't have to deal with my head spinning circles when I lose my shit. Well, if the spa wasn't so fucking expensive and kind of like off limits at this point, yeah. <laughs> I am sure right. my husband would send me there every day. I would honestly settle for going to the spa once a month as it is only like maybe if i am i'm lucky i might get there once a year and aren't you supposed to go like every 6 weeks isn't that like a thing you're supposed to do i don't know how the hell would i know i got my phd from a crackerjack box <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think that's just some shit the spa people make up like when you're leaving your appointment oh make sure to book your next appointment that was so racist that make was sure so racist I know. oh I my know. god <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I will say it in my normal voice. Make sure that you book your next appointment. Oh, that was kind of Valley that Girl-ish. Valley yeah. Girl. You just I don't am not do winning voices. today. It, You're not doing good. I know. Well, it's the wine. It was the wine that made me do it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, so I don't know if spot people make it up or whatever, but I I have a Massage Envy membership for this exact reason, so that I go, or at least I try to go every month. Well, you know, outside of this coronavirus time frame, I generally like the spas at the casinos. I just, I think they're great. Um, I don't know if Spa Envy has like the areas where they have the sauna, the pool, the um, like showers and all that. Oh, Do yeah, they have sure. all that? Well, like it, a no. waiting room and massage you can spend envy. all day? No, no, oh. they're not like that. It's it's more of a therapeutic massage kind of thing. But I mean, if I had more time to go get a massage, sit around the spa and enjoy some relaxation time, I would totally be down for one of those spas. But no, with Massage Envy, I get a quick relaxing treatment. It makes me feel nice and warm and cozy. And then I get back in the swing of things, you know, with being a mom and a wife and that has to fight with her husband. Oh, Jesus. Well, I guess we could have before we started this podcast, we would have had way more time, but we like filling our lives with more shit than we can handle. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Speaking of squirrel moment. Sorry, hold on. Um, speaking of spas and we're on the squirrel moment anyways, there is a spa place here that has like, <laughs> it has like three or four different pools and each of them vary in temperature. Like one's cold, one's like lukewarm, one's warm, one's hot. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to get in like each one of them in a certain order. It's supposed to be really good for your skin and your health or some shit i don't fucking know um but then you go sit in a steam room and and is that the sauna that's the sauna right i don't know whatever oh, but it's a it's supposed to promote wellness so when you come visit we should go do that the fuck i'm not doing that no i can't do <laughs> that cryogenic shit my ass would just stay in the hot water i can't even wrap my head around that whole have have you heard of that salt i think it's called salt float shit i don't know um it's where you're like I don't know, suspended in the water and in a dark tank. Oh, I don't do well with the dark is, people. Is that the I don't. One it's like sense deprivation or something, right? Like, I'm not sure I'd be fond of that. I hate the quiet. I I can't sleep in the quiet, let alone just float somewhere. I'd be so fucking bored. Lord. This is why I can't meditate. Lord. That, here's what I always think, though. Um, you know, my luck, a fucking clown would show up and hand me my goddamn towel, and I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> I'd be running out of there naked. <laughs> or a red balloon, because clearly they all float down there. Okay. You took it to the next level. 
Now, I really want to get back to talking about how we fight with our husbands so we can get off the fucking clown subject because we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> Arguing with our husbands now that has fine. become the way more fun subject. <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Whatever. Okay. Um, so my husband, as we call him, your brother, mm. <laughs> that you guys, that's one thing where you guys are not the same. Um, he is a silent fighter. This is a thing I've decided. I, I'm going to trademark that term. Silent He's the fighter. silent assassin. That's he him. is a silent assassin. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> he doesn't really fight. He will argue for a moment and then he just like walks away and assumes that it's, that it's going to go away. Um, and we do barely, like we really rarely have fights that get heated or where I'm crying or something. But I also don't really think it's the best way to handle things. So I will end up pushing him until i squeeze a few words out of him it's worked this that way you know thus far <laughs> now when she says pushes him she doesn't mean physical okay let's oh, i want to clarify right. that no okay. i she, she, she'll shake him. the shit out of him no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'll kick him and pretend it's in my sleep in the middle yeah. of the night <laughs> no she doesn't no i wouldn't no, do that. no physical violence no in either of these houses so so my husband used to be kind of like your husband in that way. Um, he would just stand there and take it from all the firing squad and then wait until the dust is settled and give me that look like, are we good? <laughs> which, which for me in the past was just another trigger for me to go ape shit on his ass. So God, I am, I'm so not like that anymore, which I'm super proud to say that I am not really as crazy as this podcast is clearly making me out to sound I swear I promise I am <laughs> I am not that girl if you need my husband to come on here and make a testimonial as to the wife that he has today <laughs> he will do so <laughs> I will pay him <laughs> uh, I think for me I just end up realizing the fight wasn't worth it anyhow and I deflate so maybe that's why he walks away I don't suddenly I'm kind of seeing this whole thing differently this was a good podcast <laughs> And just, by the way, you are crazy, just not in that way anymore. Uh, unlike you, I just keep going until it was the past the point of no return. Like, entering the danger zone. That was me. That's, I should have a sign. Like, everybody should have a sign on their forehead. Mine was definitely the danger zone. Like, you know, don't enter. <laughs> Why does that make Top Gun music play in my head? Um, because it's also playing in my head right now. So let me, moment of silence so I can hear the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh did you see that they're making another one yes dude is there anyone in this country that hasn't seen those previews yet i cannot wait i can't lie i will give the theater my money for that one um you know when they decide to bring it because I, I don't know yeah everything is so unsure so speaking of giving my money away i am so fucking excited right now i got tickets to see garth brooks at the new raider stadium oh, i am so jealous about this shit i'm just <laughs> glad i got to see him when i was younger you'll have to tell me if he still runs around the stage like a maniac he's always so full of energy well he's older and fluffier now but i don't care i, I, I will <laughs> <His> watch voice, <laughs> yeah no his voice is still awesome i'm sure it's gonna be fantastic um but god fuck we've been all over the squirrel moments today yeah so okay we better get back on topic so the keys to fighting now is simple listen yeah, for reals. Listen, understand, and come to a common ground. If you can't get there, give it time. But before you walk away from one another, tell the other person how much time you actually need. No, for reals. Like, a time limit. You should give them a time. You know, so that they know that you're going to come back. So, for instance, if I'm yelling at Courtney, which... <laughs> never happens but let's say we get into an argument and well this doesn't really work for she and i because we we could just turn this off and i don't have to see her anymore 
Bye. But, bye. But if, let's say, I say, you know, like, you're a bad friend and you broke my heart, whatever, I'm done with you, and I just walk away, what does that leave Courtney to think? She doesn't know if I'm coming back. She doesn't know where our friendship stands. She doesn't know if we're ever going to talk about it again. So my point is, if I tell Courtney, you know what, I'm really pissed off at you right now, and I just need, like, an hour, okay? So I've given her a time limit now. So she knows in an hour we're going to come back together and we're going to have that conversation. We're going to say what it is that hurt us in a, in a more civilized tone, <laughs> you know, because though we are far apart and even if I did throw something at my monitor, guess who it hurts? The monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. You're not getting rid of me that easy. No, so no. I will blow the shit up of your phone if you ever think you're just going to walk away from me. And Let's let me be, be clear on this point. Courtney and I have been friends for how long? How long have we been friends? Oh, you keep asking me this. I think it's 11 12 years. 12 years? I think it's no. 12. Oh, you knew me before a middle yeah, one was born. 12. Yeah, 12. So 12 years. We've yeah. been friends. Do you know that we've never fought? Like not ever. Uh, not ever, ever to not talk. No. No, we might disagree on something, but we don't we we've never fought. No. Nope. That's probably why we're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Parish just walks all over me and gets everything she wants. You're right. <laughs> or she, or she, or I get her to spend money. That's what I do. I'm that. She friend. does do that. That's true. <laughs> uh, so I obviously can't speak for everyone because I know, like many others, have been in relationships where things fall apart and break up. So I'm not saying that if you are in a relationship and you're fighting and it's not right for you to be together, then that's completely different than what I'm saying right now. But yeah. however, for me and in my marriage, our fights are never something that is detrimental to our marriage. I never look at a fight and go, that's it. We're done. I can't be with him. Like I, nothing has ever come up in 12 years that made me feel, oh, well, we've been together longer than 12 years, but we've been married for 12 years. It never has ever felt that way. We love each other. And at the base of that, that's what matters the most. Everything else I feel like can be handled. Like you figure it out. Yeah. And I am just telling you all that what works for me and my marriage. It's not always easy. Trust me. My ass has had so many damn squirrel moments on the daily. You know, because you listen to this podcast. I mean, hello. We just had like 14 of them yeah, just yeah. in you the last You listen to this podcast. You know how many squirrel moments I have. And when I am told I have to focus, that's when my mind is like on squirrel overdrive. For sure. <laughs> it happens the most to me. But if you love someone and you truly want to find peace... You will find a way to clear your mind and and be open to that listening. I love my husband and I respect him. He deserves my full attention. That's the place where we find the best solutions to every issue. So if you want to keep arguing just to keep arguing, then that's your own crazy. That's nobody else's crazy but your own. You guys got to find where the peace is. And that's in every relationship, not just a marriage. Yeah. And to be super clear, we're not saying that you're going to ever be in a marriage where you just don't fight because it's totally possible to fight (laughs) with someone that you love and respect. It is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. You won't always see things on the same level. It doesn't matter how much you love and respect someone. Um, You won't always be on the same page. I have that often. I'm constantly frustrated with knowing my husband. He never hears me the first time I say something ever. (laughs) It's not. It's just selective hearing or he's just so busy in his own head. I don't know. But I know that this is one of his weaknesses and I accept that most of the time. (laughs) So I will repeat myself. But usually I'll throw something in with well, okay, I try not to be snotty every time I do it. But it'll be like, I already told you this, maybe if you listen to me the first time, right. But I know that that's his problem. I know it's a weakness he has. And so I just have to put up with it. But am I going to leave him over it? No, no, I won't let you. (laughs) (laughs) So I also think that one of the best things to do before you even approach a potential argument with your partner is to ask yourself, is this conversation worth the anger, disruption, and stress in your life? For reals. 
I have stopped myself on numerous occasions and rethought how a situation will play out. Cause you know, if you've been with your partner long enough, you know how it's going to play out. I have been married long enough to know the answers to my own questions. And rather than argue, I just word things differently so that it doesn't seem like I'm attacking him. That's true. I think I've been fairly lucky with my husband because the majority of the time I can say, you know, this just isn't worth the heartache it's going to cause us if we just continue down this ridiculous path. Absolutely. If you start to approach every argument in your life as a choice, you'll be much better off. So like, for instance, option A is always going to be your knee jerk reaction. However you normally react and you freak out, that is option A. Option B should be your thought out plan. Our parents don't teach us these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just there don't. There should be some sort of class on how to be married, but yeah. they, don't, they don't exist. So I'm sure here we do. are to teach you. <laughs> I'm sure they do, but they're probably few and far between, you know. But we are left to observe our parents' actions or our family's actions, or we create our own actions based off what we see from others, such as friends, movies, yes, movies, um, books, and things like that. I also think that some of it is for sure hereditary the crazy is hereditary i promise <laughs> i'm hawaiian chinese and japanese which is pretty much a recipe for being laid back ocd and a tigress sorry to my husband for that one <laughs> uh, my husband will often refer back to the tiny tiny bit of puerto rican blood i have and say that's the reason i'm acting the way i am because i I'm do a too fiery puerto rican whatever i do too. that's such bs i'm like oh <laughs> It's the Puerto Rican coming out. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, though, because, you you know, I wasn't raised by the side of my family that has, has Puerto Rican blood. It don't but matter. This, might, this may be one of those arguments, though, for nature versus nurture. Just saying we could have a whole nother conversation. Oh, about my that. gosh. You know, the best part about all the ups and downs that I've had with my husband is that we came to today, the here and now. I know I talked about, you know, uh, my fighting style. That makes me sound like a ninja. My fighting style. <laughs> Wow, that was super racist, too. Whatever. If you watch any Kung Fu movies, they all make those sounds. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't share much about my husband. Ha, ha, ha. Now it's time to flip the fucking coin on him. (laughs) Jesus. And no, he's listening to this. Sorry, dude. I know. I know. He's probably listening to me record it right now, too. Hi, babe. (laughs) Hey, how are you doing? (laughs) No, he's not in here, I swear. In the eight and a half years of our marriage, he was passive okay he he was like basically talking to the wall but no i'm just kidding he bottled things up and never said anything which for me was infuriating i always wanted him to have a voice and say what he was really feeling good bad or indifferent i also have this problem with my son too he has a really hard time with expressing his feelings um unless he explodes then he turns into me can't imagine (laughs) whose kid he is shut up so the point is (laughs) I wanted him to show passion for his own cause is basically what that came down to. I know that sounds silly, but I am super, I'm a super passionate person, especially when it comes to me and my feelings. Yes, I'm so selfish in that way, or I used to be, but my husband did a complete 360 and I love him even more now for saying exactly what he feels. Even if I don't like it, I feel like I have an equal partner now, one that shows his worth and stands up for himself. Courtney and I say it all the time. Marriage is work. We'll say it again. Marriage is work. <laughs> and one of those tasks is learning what you each need. Like you 
you're different. Paris needed some passion from her husband around his causes. I need communication from my husband around the things that are important to him because he won't always speak up. Uh, I don't like the thing for me is I don't like to find out after I've made a mistake that I stepped in it because I would rather just do the right thing because, again, I want to be that person that takes care of everybody and everybody gets along. And if I don't know expectations, I can't meet those expectations. So tell me ahead of time of what matters and I will do everything I can to respect that. And that was Courtney's session of frolicking through the flowers. <laughs> That's my life, or at least in my head. I mean, I it's not, not really like that. But in my head, I want it to be that way. <laughs> oh, dude, you know, in the midst of all of this, I just remembered today's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I don't really know what that means other than the green beer and eating Irish food, whatever the hell that is. Did, do you know? I don't know. <laughs> this is a day I always lie and say my underwear has green on it so people don't pinch me. That shit irritates me. And you know what? I ain't Irish, so why the fuck do I have to wear green today? Nobody better fucking pinch me. <laughs> well, except maybe my husband. He gets a pass to do that, but just for today. <laughs> oh, please. You let him pinch you in the butt all the time. All right. So that's it. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're just two moms. And friends. Trying to keep our shit together. Lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. If you want to send us your mom stories or a topic you'd like us to chat about on our podcast, email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword. And remember, if you can't say something nice and you don't want to wear fucking green today, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. And if you liked what you heard today, like I said in the beginning, give us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out. Mm-hmm.